Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. What you are about to do. Lord, we say that your grace will come upon us. We ask, Lord, that we would receive from you. We ask that your word will become flesh. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's have our seats. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Just want to welcome everyone, those watching over for the first time. May God bless every one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. And um, as we go into the fasting week for Monday, you know, I am grateful to God that God gave us grace to talk about grace last week and I didn't even know that it was going to kind of clash or walk into the wake and but I am so grateful to God of how God has laid it out. I am also excited about what God is going to do and what God has in mind to do. You know when someone who follows a church called me from you know and said ah can we fast you on up here next week? I said ah <laughs> he said, yeah, he said, he said, uh, uh, fasting is start next week, Abby. He said, I heard it that, uh, you know, fasting starts next week. I said, okay. I said, so if everybody is, if people are outside the church, uh, <laughs> are waiting for fasting to start. Amen. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I I, I just want to, um, uh, want to have a conversation around spiritual warfare understanding spiritual warfare. When you, even the Bible depicts and the Bible calls us soldiers. The Bible calls us soldiers. The Bible, the Bible depicts the issue, the, 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 the clash within kingdoms. So it is, it is important. And when you are looking at warfare, when you are looking at soldiers, there are rules to en- for engagement. And at times, you know, um, but, you know, there, there are different rules of engagement. And at times, you know, it, um, it's important to understand, especially when you're in the terrain and how to engage. But however, all we're laying down, all we're trying to introduce us to is, or to speak about, is the general rule the general rules, the things for us to know. Now, when you are speaking to a soldier, a soldier will tell you that I only follow commands. Soldiers do not, do not entertain conversation, sorry, they don't entertain ideas as such. It is commands. Because by the time you step on the war, on the war front, you need to be clear what you're doing. So, so at times, one of the challenges is that if we are not clear about what, what warfare is about, and um, you know, we may not, people may not really quickly see it in that way. You know, when we look at First John, we start off by saying First John, just to lay a general First John. Um, the Bible says that Bible says we know. So this is not an idea. We know that we are the children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. So, what the Bible is saying with, a, a, with emphasis is that we know that the whole world, please note it did not say Nigeria. It said the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Is under the control of the evil one. Now, it's important that we start from there. So, it is also important that we, we, we will begin to understand that at times warfare, you don't need to be invited. Okay, let me give you an example. Jesus said to Peter, 
The devil has come to take permission to sift you. I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. What is missing in that conversation? Peter. They didn't call Peter and say, we are about to... No. Jesus just came to him and gave him briefing. And said, this is what is going to happen. This is how the game is going to go. And things like that. Peter said, ah, but I thought you at least you would seek my consent and say that, are you ready for battle or you are not? So warfare at times, you don't need to be, you don't need to have a party. You are the center, you are the battlefield. Sadly, those in Yemen, Ukraine, they did not choose battle. Warfare happened. So, there is no, when you begin to look and understand around warfare, it is not that, ah, I chose this, I didn't choose this, you know, me, I don't believe in all this kind of stuff. It's not the problem. So, the Bible starts off from a clear position by saying that this is the position. We are of God and that the whole world is under control of the evil. Please note that these people are in the world. Does that make sense? Now, the Bible says to us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it said, be alert, be sober-minded. Do you know what it is to be sober-minded? You are clear-minded. You are not, it is not, you are, <laughs> he says, he said, he said, be sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around looking, around looking for who to devour. Now, what the Bible is saying that you cannot be... Uh, yeah, don't, yeah, I don't believe in this guy. See, no. Sober-mind is that you are, you're, you are balanced, you know what's going on. Let's go to the Amplified. The Amplified says to us, the Bible says, be well-balanced. And self-control. So you are well aware. Now the challenge with most of us is that people have no thoughts so about sober mind to you know here. Sober mind that you 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 are clear on what is going on. You know the equipment using, you know the goal of the battle. Now, if you are not clear on the bone of the on the goal of the battle, then it's another issue. When Russia stormed Ukraine, what was the first thing Ukraine did? They kept the prime the, the, the well, what's it called? The president. The president, the president of the prime minister. Quickly. Secured Kiev. Because that is the price. If you don't understand the price, when 9-11 struck, as big as America was, the first thing they did, the president, vice president, everybody went to secure, into secure location. Because warfare understands that there may be targets everywhere, but there is one goal. Now, if you don't understand the goal, you will jump after targets. So, you would see that it happens in all, all these countries. Once a country is invaded, the first thing you do is to secure the, 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 the city of power. The systems understand that. That's why the Bible will say, Strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. Because the target, that's the target in there. Now, if we are not sober-minded to understand targets in spiritual warfare, you will claim victory, but what you are holding is not. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. So the Bible says, resisting, standing firm in the faith. Now, just because of our time, because I have a couple of things to just go through, is, is that we, we understand that the end game of any spiritual warfare is to separate you from God. Either you are not known God is to keep you away, or either you are in Christ is to separate you. That is the end game. I will look at it no matter the strategy that is coming through. Okay, let me give, let's give an example. Jesus at the uh, temptation. What was the first temptation? Turn stone to bread. What does bread have to, have to do with eternal life? But Jesus understood that the issue is not bread, even though that may appear to be the attack. He said, ah, no, just turn this stone to bread. And things, because the devil, the way he always works, is that the target is well far away. Sorry, the target is well far away from the hymn. But if a Christian doesn't understand the hymn, that is why Jesus said the devil has given permission to sift you. He said, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. So Jesus was saying that, you know, you, why did Jesus not say that we are praying that target, they will not even hit you at all? No, he knows that the hitting is not the issue. The issue is the faith. Once the faith is gone, the, the battle is over. Does that make sense? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, and the Bible would say, you know, uh, the, the Bible will talk about things like, you know, um, you know, let me also say that at times there are different instruments of war. I will look at it when it comes to the devil. The devil can make you very comfortable. Life will be easy. Because he has his goal already. The day you try to step out of line, that's when you win. Has somebody ever had a testimony? You can raise up, oh, you know somebody, that their life was okay, not too bad, but when they decided to become Christian, things just began to spark. This, this Christian is no, it is because, let's go to um, uh, Matthew, let's see what Jesus said. Sorry, Luke. Um, okay, the, the, yeah, the Bible says, if I drive out the, the demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has already, has already come upon. Jesus was saying that once you see the clash, the reason is because you have another kingdom hitting another. He now went on and he said, when the strong man is fully harmed, God, his own house, his own belongings are undisturbed and secure. But as soon as the kingdom of God approaches that place, you would see that chaos will begin to happen. I don't understand. I just gave my life to Christ. I thought it was going to be, you know, my life is better than before. Have you had those testimonies? What is happening is that that person did not know they were under siege, but because it was peaceful, everything was going well. See, I know in the UK you might not have that. In Nigeria, we buy chicken for Christmas. We give them, uh, I don't know, figs, lemakuba. They go be. But as they are growing bigger, you are saying, ah, Christmas has happened. <laughs> so, they, the Bible says they are undisturbed and secure. He now went on and he said, he said, but if a stronger one attacks and overpowers it, that is when you begin to see the clash begin to happen. 
begin to happen. I'm just trying to state certain things for us so that we are we are we are aware of distractions at war zones. You know, one of the things that they do also when you watch all these war films and things like that, they will hit a target, but that's not where they're going. It's for you to go down that way so that they can find they, 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 they can find us. One of the reasons why this, why why um, the two towers and the, the Pentagon was struck is to cause destruction, to stretch the uh, what's it called, emergency. the the emergency okay, so that you know when there are twins attacks, you don't know where to go. So we see that you know the Bible talks about in Revelation chapter twelve verse nine. The Bible says that the great dragon has been hurled down. The ancient serpent called the devil who leads the world astray. So the desire is to lead you away and me away. That is the hey. Now let's see somebody in scriptures that Jesus God was talking about, the man that first of all committed the capital offense, um, um, Cain. Genesis chapter 4, verse 7. The Bible says, it was, I'm reading the Amplified, it said, if you do well, believe in me and doing what is acceptable to me, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do well, but ignore my instructions, sin is crouching at your door. That means it's waiting for you. He said that his hate is to, his desire is for you. Not any other thing. It's for you and to overpower you. He now said, but you must overpower him. And when we go on to verse 16 to 17, you will see after God dealt with him, the Bible says, so verse 16, please. The Bible says, so Cain, Cain went away from the manifested presence of God. What did the devil eventually do? Draw him away. But what did the Bible say happened? He said he knew his wife. And, and one of Adam's descendants, again, for those who, who, who that's another story, we'll talk about that later. The Bible says, he con now, please, the Bible did not stop, start to come against, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, yeah, insect, until a particular point in time. Until a particular point in time. God actually made it a law. Just kind of, you know, bubble. that's not what we're talking about. But just, just wanted to point it out. And the Bible says that she, I said, the Bible says she conceived and gave birth to Enoch. And Cain built a city. What I'm trying to say is that after he left the presence of God, he was building cities. So things were undisturbed. But what has happened? He has been drawn away. He has been drawn away. So that's why you would see the apostles would say, Paul would tell Timothy, he said, I have fought a good fight. 7 Timothy 4 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. So, you know, um, if you read the Amplified of that uh, chapter, um, Revelation chapter 12 that we said, you will see that the Bible says it continually deceives and seduces the entire habitation. Now, that is what it does. It, it, deception is at, the, is at the very core of it. Deception is at the very core of it. And those are things that we'll be looking at as we try to state a couple of things as we go on. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 7. The Bible says, put on the hammer of God that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Now, when you look at the amplified version, it says that, it says, it calls, it says, you may be able to stand against the schemes, the strategies and deceits of the devil. But he said, put on the full armor of God. The Amplified says, for his precepts, that means the rules of God, is the greatest shield you can ever have. 
is the greatest shield you can ever have. Now let's look at a couple of things quickly. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 8, the Bible says, War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. And they were not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. One thing I was about to say to you, I would also understand. If the devil can attack in heaven, he can attack anywhere. The most secure place. If anybody understands something about God, it must be the devil. Do you agree? The devil knows he can never win. Yet, he attacked. The devil will not attack you or me because he knows he can win. It doesn't matter. That's what, that's where I'm going. It doesn't matter. It is not that, ah, I am powerful, you never come. He will come. He, he knows he cannot win. But anyway, he would come. Does, that, does this make sense? Yeah. Because how would you attack heaven? It's as if you went to um, what's it called? Uh, okay, or, um, let's say White House. You now carry a pistol. You now you now walk in. You know you you will not even walk in. Even as open as you think number ten is, carry there and just wave your kitchen knife. <laughs> So, but what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter. He will attend. So please don't assume that it's because I am weak, that's why the devil has attended. That is his nature. He will attend. If he can attend in heaven, he can attend anywhere. Does this make sense to us? And we'll be looking more a little bit into that also. But I just wanted to just lay some truth. Because some people say, ah, me, I don't even know. Oh, maybe, see, you can try it. In a, become fire, it will come. Even though he knows he will be burnt. And that is one thing I wanted to point out in heaven. One thing you will notice here, God did not come out. We'll look at that soon. The opposite of God is not devil. I know we feel that way, but it is not. Now, what's happening here is rules of engagement. Fairness in battle. You may not like it, but until we understand is why. That is why when Jesus was seen, Jesus said, you cast a demon. He said, God will come down. Now, please note, the Bible says they lost their place. Have you ever heard of people who are homeless and they find a place to, to break in, to remove them? Because they have no place. So to remove them at times, it takes time. If a man has a place, they go, he would leave. But because they had, they've lost their place. Every accommodation they can get, they walk by. Does that make sense? God help us in Jesus' name. Now, just to say on that bit that the devil would attack, no matter what he, he, the, the issue is, when he came for Jesus, the Bible says in Luke chapter 13, sorry, Luke chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says, when the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity. You would think that after he had attacked Jesus and lost, he would say, 
End of story, you are past forever. No. But he came the next opportunity, so. That is why Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 30, he said, I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches me and he found he has no power over me. The devil knows that he has no power, but yet he approached. So, what I'm trying to say is that the reason why the devil approaches at times is not because you're powerless. It's not because you don't know how to pray. It's just normal routine. He goes to go and check, survey what's going on. Check here, check here, check here. When he doesn't see opportunity, he goes back. And he comes back again. Because the goal is not to only win that battle. It's to separate you and I from God. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So when the Bible says that after the devil had tried out all the temptation on Jesus, he left it for his sin. What, what does that mean? It's as if he has... Uh, if you go to DJ, track one, track two, track three, if he, if he keeps, after he finishes, he pass, and he goes back to down and refine other latest eats and see if he would, if he would enter. That's why the Bible says the, the devil is like a prowling lion. A prowling lion is seeking who to devour. Basically, he's checking out every time, at every place. He's checking it out. He's checking it out. And that's why Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, he said, he said, hunger is a foothold. Devil just finds. See, the devil does not need the whole of. He just needs a a, a part, and he can use that to come in. So it may be an issue going on in your life that is is trying to attack. The issue is not the attack that is happening alone. It's trying to gain access. And once you can let your guards down, here, and this is not the only case, here the Bible is talking about anger. What he's looking for, you think is the person that is saying you are stupid. No. It is the 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 hand game is far greater. The hand game is far greater. So I want us to know that's why the Bible says living according to scriptures is the greatest shield you can ever have. It's the greatest shield you can ever have. So we see the story of Job. The Bible says, on the day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, Satan also came with them. And he said, and he said to them, he said, where are you coming from? He said, he answered, I am roaming through and through the head, going back and forth on it. What is he doing? Sampling. Let's see where this one is. Introducing all kind of schemes. The Bible says he has schemes. You know, government have different kind of schemes. So there are different schemes, but the end game is the same. So there are different. We'll, we'll, we'll get to, to that, but there are different schemes that is ever used. And one of the ways he does, one of the things he tries to do most is to be unnoticed in an environment. One of the things you would, you would, you may know when it comes to evil spirits in an environment, they are very quiet. But when you disturb that environment, that you begin to see them manifest. But initially, you just be there. Because part of the job is to be silent and be quiet so that they will be unnoticed in an environment. So you begin to see that 
the Bible, he says, he says, he said, he said, and God now said, then, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Please, I can't even think that God just brought Job. No, God will say, you have been around. What is the update you found on Job? God was not bringing Job to say, go and, no. God will say, I know you've been there. That's why I said, have you considered? You've been going around. Did you, basically somebody's going around checking rooms in our hotel. He said, have you been to, I'm not saying, but I know that you must have walked past it. So what is the update? So the other said, ah, you know, he said, the Bible says that, have you not put an head around him and his household and everything he has? How did the devil know that? He had started from Job, check, 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 check. Gone to his children, check, 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 check. Gone to his property, begin to check. He's looking for entrance. When the devil got entrance, do you know that it was Job's wife that said, why don't you deny God and that? Because the head game is not the whole thing that devil is shaking. The end game is that will he deny? Will he abandon his faith? That is the end game. The one of the challenges that to us that doesn't sound precious. That but Jesus said, what would a man gain if he gains this whole world and loses his soul? The problem is that our our exchange rate system is bad. We don't understand things of value and things that don't have value. So the devil, that's why the devil can, ah, you want to be okay, undisturbed, ah, no problem. You will just become me, you'll be okay. That's what happened to the rich man in the days of Nazareth in the Bible. He was okay, there was no disturbance. Until when he closed his eyes and opened his eyes in eternity, the next God, ah, but them gave him undisturbed environment. Undisturbed environment. So I just wanted to just say that you know, devil went around checking. If see in chapter two, the devil came again and said, God, we will update. Wow, this man, ah, let's try this. I have special skin coming up. He said, Skin. Is it because his skin has not been dealt with? That's why he's he's he's, he's, he's uh, king. Let's try latest skin. That's a, you know, let and God now said you should not touch his soul. What does that mean? The devil knows he cannot win, yet he still went for it. So what we are saying is that when the devil attacks, or when the problem at times that people, some people are under and they don't know because everything is, is secured. So, we'll begin to see. Now, I just wanted to just say one thing also as we go forward. Is that that is why the Bible says that in my name they will cast out demons. What is Jesus saying? Is that, please, I'm just saying, if you have biblical understanding, teaching of it, maybe you do. But when you say, fall down and die, you're going to say, when you say, fall down and die, it is important that we understand. It's important that we understand that demons don't die. <laughs> They can fall down, but they don't die. That's what Jesus said, relocate them. That's what he means by cast them out. They, lo they lost their place. So they are looking for spaces around. So you, when you find them controlling an environment, relocate them. That is what it means to cast them out. 
find that's why Jesus said, if a man is delivered from an evil spirit, he said they go around, they were looking for a place of rest. When they don't find, they will say, let us go back. Because they are forever looking for a space to occupy. That is why at times it is difficult to get rid of them. Because they know there is no other space. Again, the person thinks it is the issue. But you are not the, the person. They are, they are looking for a house. And they now find a place that is suitable. Ah. May he not be us. But if it's you, what will you do? No place to live. You now find a comfortable place. <laughs> you will settle down. Now, I'm just going to just share a scripture with us again as we just move on. The Bible says in um, Matthew chapter 8 from 28, the Bible talks about a man, a man that had possessed with so many demons. Now, they said in verse 29, they said, they, they, they said that what, what do you want, or what do you want with us, Son of God? They shouted. Have you come to torture us before the appointed time? On that version will tell you that, have you come to, 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 to torture us before the appointed time God had agreed? So there is a time of their destruction. So they are saying to Jesus, ah, no, rule of engagement, sir. Be fair to us. You cannot, you cannot send us to this place before, uh, before the time. And the Bible now said that they now, there was a distance, um, verse 30 talks about this a distance in, in peaks. said the angels begged Jesus and said, drive us out and send us into the, into the herds, into the herds of the peak. And he said to them, go. What did he do? He located them. But, and this is where excitement is not the rule of game when it comes to spiritual warfare. Is over hyper excitement. Die, die, die. <laughs> you may feel, in fact, you can go in transit. It's, but by the time you come back, you see? Welcome. <laughs> come back. We are here. Because rule of engagement does not permit you to, to call, call for their debts. But what you are allowed by scripture is to relocate them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, now do you know what happened? I think, but do you know what happened is that the man that Jesus cast out demons for told Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus said, No. He said, You stay there. What was Jesus doing? He said, go and spread the news. Because he knew that those spirits are still within that vicinity. I said, you that you not carry the light, stay there. So when they misbehave, you relocate them. Because if you are taking him away and let that place uncatered for, they will just be... So at times, there are times when God will bring you to a family. You receive Christ as God. Ah, my friend Jack, looking, Lord, I don't want to pick phone. I don't want to, I want to cut off that entire family. You can cut them also. But you are still God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Right? No, at times, I used to tell people that <laughs> one, in this realm of space, there is no distance. So even if you locate from Nigeria to UK, the book of Daniel tells us that there is a possibility of passing fire. You can exchange fire. You know, if you are using MTN in Nigeria, if you get here, it connects with. That's what Daniel was talking Daniel chapter 9 and 10. When Daniel said, The prince of Persia is coming, he said that the prince of Greece will also come. Because there is exchange 
of, of data. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, that's why Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 12, verse, he said, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through the harried place, seeking rest, but not finding it. It goes through harried place. So, they are constantly looking for places. They are constantly looking for places. But we have authority by scriptures to look at them. See, one thing that's very good in spiritual warfare is know your lane and stay there. If you don't understand lanes, hmm, then deal with somebody's dad. <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. So as we go into um, you know, the fasting and the prayer period, there are many different ways where the devil is attacking, trying to get attention. And you have the opportunity, one, first of all, know the main game and security. Then, you now begin to engage, knowing that the aim is not whatever it is that you think is going on. If the devil can take the whole children of, of, of Job over what? The main game. So there are two. I will just broadly say, just because of our time, there are two classes. I'll put them under two classes of people that the devil would uh, or is. We saw that even Jesus. It was season. It was season. There was they go, they come, they go, they come. So anybody is not escaped. So somebody is fighting battle or something. Ah, that person is gay, is weak. You know, it is season that has come. And the attack has appeared. So the Bible talks about Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah. Please. Isaiah chapter 14, 49. The Bible says, "Can a prey be taken from the mighty, or the captive?" From the tyrant, uh, from from a tyrant, be rescued. On that translation, we say righteous captive or lawful captive. So there are people that the devil just comes and bulldoze them. You know, um, the, he tries to overpower them, and there are some sets that it is legal. Now. Like, let me give an example. With the, no, okay, when I was in, and this is where the word of God helps. When I was in Adrikiti, I was, you know, I was very, very involved in ministry and things like that. So I took the right entry to Usu. And I, I made up my mind then that one, I will not go to church. I was saying, I know all this. Ah, I don't have said, don't Christian, 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 and things like that. Then may God keep, uh, may God bless his family. You know, a friend of mine who died in um, in Nigeria, he was a soldier, he said, you know, those who fought Boko Haram and lost their lives. Then they will bring girls to their room, and I'll be like, ah, is this how easy life is? <laughs> I said, ah. You know, I said, ah, we are doing Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> so that day, I was saying that, you know, I will go and visit them. I will sit down, we will talk. I will understand, you know, what is going on here? I think it's like that. That day, I went to his room. And he wasn't there. He had his TV on. So as I opened the TV, it was actually a Shimolo that was preaching that day. They used to do um, Nigeria, you still watching even for some of this program, uh, Winning Ways and things like that. And he was preaching about immorality. 
and the judgment of God. Ah, you see, as I opened the curtain like this, and that that TV was standing. Ah, and it was as if he was talking to me. Everyone is my witness that day. I knelt down in that room and asked forgiveness. So later on, as you know, finally it went one way or the other. Because even the day that I was appointed as one of the pastors, I I did not want to go to church. I in fact somebody had told me that something was going to happen. So I decided to so they saw me on campus, they said, ah. But Abayo, are you coming to church on this? Because when we are doing Bible I do contribute and things like that. But I was say, okay, you know, I'm not living a, a, a wayward life. I'm going to concentrate on God, but I just don't want the house of puppets and things like that. So they told me there that. So they saw me on campus said, ah, we want you to come to, make sure you don't leave campus on so, 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 so they, I said, ah, I said, I said, no, don't worry. I said, um, I said, I'm in Lagos. I said, no, no, please, please make sure you come on that. I said, what's up? He said, no, 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 there's nothing. So that day, I I was at home. I, I made up my mind that I will not go to church that day. So I prepared my food. But I don't eat before going to church. So once I eat, I give myself justification that you are eating no church. <laughs> Things like that. I was cooking in Domin that morning. There was a, a guy and a girl that walked past my window and they were putting on my garment. <laughs> and God was saying, <laughs> Is this what you have now become? <laughs> I couldn't eat that morning. I just said, I didn't take my bath. I just took my clothes, my prayer gown, and I just went. So, I knew something was going to happen. The way they were already doing something, when some people were greeting me, I knew that ah, maybe they don't, they don't, they don't understand what's going on. So I sat by the door of the audience. My intention was that as soon as they begin to sing, that uh, they want to uh, call the new executive, I'll go to, I'll just, at least I guess. So that day, as they, not knowing that my name will be the first. <laughs> so as they sang, everybody stood up, and I just bent down, and they called, I buy a And the point that they didn't even call my name correctly. And yeah, why They didn't call my name correctly. But when they called me, they didn't come and I said, uh, he's say you. I, I, I had my bag like this. Say you. I said, no, that's not my name. Say whatever your name is, come. <laughs> you know, so uh, we have made attempts to, to break jail. But, <laughs> but what that will always catch us anyway. Amen. Amen. But what I'm trying to say is that. That was the day when God was, I had a dream and God showed me that there was a principality which is normal over that university. Every jurisdiction, that's why there is no vacant space. And God was saying, for every one of them that is having sexual things out of, they are becoming legal without necessarily knowing. They have become legal captives. So, at times, some people walk into being legal captives without necessarily understanding what is going on. Does that make sense? And you have different legalities, and we can talk about. You, know, you can be born into a family. See, there was there is someone that we were um, praying uh, we were praying about in about I think it should be about hundred years now or so. Not the person, but maybe when this happened, or 100, 100 plus years, they, are, they were having children in that family, and those children were dying as stillbirths. So they made, they had to go and consult all these oracles, and they gave them child, and those children stayed. 
So from the first generation to um, to his own generation now, the generation after that. So what happened was that when he was when he came abroad, Signa was transmitted. Now, what had happened is that the job of that demonic covenant is to protect all the children. That is the rule. But what they did not know is that you cannot move too far from the jurisdiction of that principality. It will draw you back. So, each time they live so far away from their country, outside the shores of West Africa, which is probably his own jurisdiction, you are in trouble. So at that time, as long as they are in West African region or wherever it is that the restrictions are, they will be undisturbed. The day they step out, is when they will know that there is trouble. What I'm saying is that there are different kind of things that people find themselves in. See, just like your DNA, you cannot change it. There are some sickness or things you can inherit from your parents. And those friends that you have very sickness, some of things like that, you can also inherit good things from them. Biologically. So you cannot, that's why Job said, are you going to receive good and not bad? So when it comes, it comes in a package. That's what I'm trying to say to you. So I'm not saying that our parents are bad. I'm not saying that it comes in a package. So the Bible says that even the, even the, um, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken and the prayer of the tyrant shall be rescued. I will contend with those who contend with you and I will save your children. Let's go on, please, quickly, because of our time. We have to pray. Uh, the Bible now says that I will make the oppressors, uh, um, I, 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 I will make your oppressors heat their own flesh and drink of their own blood and, and, and things like that. Now, the Bible says that I am the Lord, your Savior, your Redeemer. What does this mean? This means that for whatever category somebody falls under, the answer is in redemption. Does that make sense? Whatever category anybody falls under, the answer is in redemption. So, I want to just address just two things and we'll come to the place of prayer. Now, that's why the Bible says our weapons of war, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. Now, when somebody calls somebody, I'm just trying to open up your mind, or our mind that you can, you know, we can understand what's going on. When somebody calls somebody and places a curse on somebody, for example, we are all Africans, for example, they have their own version. That's why I said, see, at times people do not understand spiritual warfare that's happening even in the country they are here. But because it's an undisturbed environment. Now, that person that bewitched somebody dies. Why did that cause not lift? Because that person is just an instrument. That's what I'm praying. That's what I'm going to. Facing an individual doesn't help much. That is why those who have fought battle, somebody will say, ah, somebody, somebody offended your great, 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 great grandmother, and they now did something. And you'd be like, ah, but if that's what I'm trying to open up her mind by saying that individuals does they it is only an instrument. That's why the Bible says the your enemy. The devil, he did not say your neighbor. So the Bible says, so we I'm just going to put one as the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1, that after the death of Saul, David returned and struck down the Amalekites and stayed in Zigal for, for two days. Now, please, what I'm trying to say here is to make you see 
that Saul had died. Did we get to that point in chapter 1? Chapter 3. The Bible says, Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. I thought Saul had died. What I'm saying to you is that that is why you can see that somebody may lay a cause for 50 hundred years ago. It is still because the power, the power, the, the system behind it is beyond that person. And somebody can give their life to Christ after bewitching people. And those who we are bewitched, I say As I tell people, don't let them use your life to do sample. <laughs> after they give their life to Christ, their whole life to Christ, <laughs> you know, they will not be samples. They will not be training instruments. Ah, that woman, she grew to become a very big witch and she gave her life to Christ. What are those who have, that she has used to do samples? <laughs> Amen. God help us in Jesus' name. So what I'm trying to say, the Bible, but this is what I'm saying to us. Some battles may be long. But the Bible says, as David grew stronger, the house of Saul grew weaker. Some battles may take long, but you would notice that as you could progress, you become stronger in that same war. Why the devil becomes weaker. So what I'm saying also to us is this. Do not let that discourage you. Because gradually, you are becoming stronger. You are having the upper hand. Does that make sense? So, but what I am also saying to us is this. I want to just address the second issue here. Is that, and this kind of goes to what some of the things that I've said. Especially when it comes to warfare. And this is where you need to be careful and understand. And there are two sets of people you would always talk to when it comes to warfare. They are the first generation of those who are trying to break out. And those ones, their fight is more bloody. Because they are the first generation or second generation coming out of that thing. But the generation that will come, after, a generation will now arise that their home will just be, you know, they will say, you know, this generation, you know, just believe in Jesus. You'll be okay. <laughs> yes, you would be. But the problem is that that person, most likely, they are working on that. Some people have already fought the battles ahead before it got to them. So they have, they have labored for them. The Bible calls, let's go to 2 Chronicles, or 1 Chronicles, sorry. The Bible says, you shall have a son, who, um, a man of peace and rest. This is the prophecy about Solomon. Solomon will be a man of peace and rest. But when you go to, at this scene, let's just go to, or 23, the Bible talks about David. He said, you must not build a temple in my honor, for you are a warrior, a man of war. So the reason why Solomon was a man of rest is because David was a man of war. Does that make sense? So when you are seeing people that are first generation, very serious Christians, and their life is like, <laughs> it is because that you are now the third or fourth generation. So you are, you know, you are the you are living in peace. <laughs> now this is the problem. A generation that grows grows up in peace. You, at least the minimum you should do is to protect the lands that your parents have claimed. Mm-hmm. 
I thank God for my life. When I was putting this sermon together, I was thinking about I have to call my dad. I didn't tell you why I called him. Just called. yesterday was Dear Blessings um, 27th year anniversary, so I just called him. And so we spoke about that and things like that. But what I remember that, ah, this man has, there are some grounds that he broke. My grandmother, from my mother's, uh, from my, uh, my, my, my dad's side, was CAC. Baba, Obadadi was like an uncle from the old Undu Akure area. So, my, my, I used to hear that my grandmother, when she prays, when she wants to pray, and she prays, she can pray two, three hours. If you leave, you're rich. <laughs> but they were breaking ground because those are the first generation that came out so as you begin to move down generation some of us that you say ah my life is I am it is somebody that labored for that ground that you are, that you are, that you are not claiming question is that Solomon lost the ground that his fathers died for. Because he didn't understand what it was, all he meant was peace. Are you going to transfer to your own children the land your grandfathers fought for? The least you can do is to maintain what they have done, even if you are not going to increase it. But it will be better for you to increase it and teach your children how to maintain those grounds. Does that make sense? Because the time of peace you're enjoying now, it is somebody else's labor. And you know, if a forest is, if you have a big forest, if you cut it down, it becomes a field. But if you leave that field unattended to, give a couple of years, it will be as if nobody ever walks in those places. That is why in this nation, they do not know what they are enjoying. They are at a time of peace. But if they are not careful, a time will come when the forest will grow up. In Nigeria language, jungle will match up. <laughs> so as we come, just going to just give us just general quotes. Ronald Reagan, uh, Ronald Reagan says, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We do not pass it to our children if, if we, we, we don't pass it to our children in their bloodstream. They, it must be fought for, protected, and handed to them to do the same. There are some so things I may never fight because of the blessings of my grandparents on both sides. But what will happen to my own children? And what I'm saying to us, as we come to warfare, as we begin to claim grounds, some of us, it is for you to keep protecting at least what your own parents have labored for. Some of us, it is fresh generation that are going to start tilling the ground afresh. It will be hard, but that is the rule. Even the first generation, some of us like to tell your children what you went through in village in Nigeria. They will say, uh, 
You'll be like, oh, why, 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 why are you just, why are you stressing yourself? Some people cannot imagine there was a time that there was no mobile phone. But now, life is so easy that they don't see it. But do you know what will happen? Their whole generation also will not, their children will not believe. They'll be like, is there a time that you were using WhatsApp? What's that? What are you going to leave? I'm speaking to two generations. There are generations here that are young and their parents as labored on the altar of prayer. And you are now just living life like, oh yeah, it's okay. And it's like that. And God is saying, ah, <laughs> make sure you maintain this ground. So that your children will not go back and say, our parents squandered everything away because they never met war. All they met was peace. You are praying for something, five minutes, he appears. Ten minutes, he appears. Oh, God. You know, hey, God is great. He is. But some people labor for it. And please, I'm also speaking to another generation. Don't use your hand to bring things that your children will be fighting against. Let's rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.